Fontanato. Bobby Orr behind the net to Sanderson. To Orr! Bobby Orr! Scores in the Boston Bruins! And Orr with Stanley Cup! And Bork with it now. Fires! Scores! Ray Bork off the faceoff! Drill it by Bratheon to make it 3-2. Quig Lucic, top of the circle, Horton, the drive, scores! The Bruins knock out the three What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode seven of Dump and Change Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Matt Galveo. And uh, tonight we have no hockey, which is so bizarre. But honestly, being an NHL fan, um, it's not surprising. Um, They seem to do this a lot where they have these bizarre um, scenarios where they had games last night. No games tonight, 14 games tomorrow night on Wednesday. Um, and then again, they're on break for Thanksgiving with no games on Thursday. So two nights this week with no games, um, you figure because they have 14 um, tomorrow night, they'd maybe sprinkle in a few games tonight. But hey, it's uh, typical NHL. They um, figure to just have nothing tonight. And then have a huge feast tomorrow night, which it is what it is. I guess uh, we'll just have a bunch of hockey uh, before Thanksgiving and um, we'll do it that way. So, um, you know, it's the NHL again, not really surprising, but um, we'll have to make do with uh, no hockey tonight. So stuck just uh, flipping through the channels and uh, seeing what's on TV um, currently watching The Water Boy as we record, which is a classic, classic Adam Sandler movie. Um, one of his one of his great movies. Um, so maybe can't be too mad about that. So we'll stick with some Adam Sandler. Um, love love a good Sandy Man movie, and um, we'll do some recording. We'll talk some Bruins. So uh, we got a lot to get to. Got a couple of games. Um, you know, against the game against the Canadians, and then um the game against the lightning on Monday. Um, but unfortunately we have to start with some pretty somber news, um, sad news um, on the Bruins front. I'm sure as you've all heard uh, the Milan Lucic situation um, with the, um, the whole incident that went down on Friday night, early Saturday um, with him um, at his home in Boston um, with his wife um, you know, uh, you know, some of the details are starting to, you know, come out now. He was arraigned in court today, um, in Boston, and then he's got, um, uh, hearing set for January, I believe. So, um, still a couple more months before his hearing. So we'll see what happens there, but, um, you know, just a, uh, a terrible, uh, situation. Um, you know, very sad. Um, I think sad is, if you had to um, just put one word on it, I think sad is probably the best 
word to to describe this situation. Um, just very sad, very unfortunate. Um, you know, I know the the vibes were you know very high when he signed here in the summer. Um, with everything that you know went around it, where it was the centennial year. Um, you know, he was back after you know eight years and uh, between Calgary, Edmonton, and L.A. and um, it was, you know, people were, were excited to have him back, um, you know, back as a Bruin. And you saw the, the ovation that he got on opening night against Chicago at home. And, um, you know, the vibes were, were great, um, around this situation, uh, around Lucic coming back. And, um, you know, then th- this all, he plays a couple of games, he ends up getting hurt, um, uh, on the road in LA and, you know, he was set to come back. He was on his way back um, to being able to play again. And um, boom, you just get hit with this situation. Um, you know, domestic uh, dispute, domestic incident. Um, uh, on Friday night, late Friday night, Saturday morning, obviously all the details are out there. So I'm sure everybody that's listening has either read on it or, you know, watched, um, you know, the news on it and and, and kind of heard the details that way. So um all i just wanted to say just you know you, you got to touch on it a little bit so um you know it's just a, an, an unfortunate situation obviously you got to just think about the, the the lucic family um you know his wife and kids and um you know hope hopefully they're 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 doing all right and um you know they're able to get help um and uh you know hopefully uh you know lucic himself is uh able to get the the help he needs it um you know seems like it's uh something he has to you know get help with and um you know hopefully he's able to get the the help he needs and um you know he can uh you know uh, learn from this and um you know i i you know i who knows what his bruins future is i don't um I, personally i find it unlikely that he he'll be back in in a bruins jersey and um who knows what it means for his NHL future, but, um, you know, that's not important right now. Uh, you know, what's important is just his family and making sure his wife and kids are doing all right. And they're, you know, they're doing well and, um, you know, hopefully they're able to, um, you know, like I said, get, get the help they need and, um, and hopefully, uh, Lucic, Lucic himself is able to, um, you know, uh, get help if, if, you know, you know, he, he, I'm sure he needs help himself and, but, but the family is, is most important. The wife and kids, those are, that's the priority. And, you know, just hopefully they're doing all right. And um, just a very sad situation. Um, So just wanted to touch on that. And, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody's heard uh, enough about that. And, you know, everybody's been able to uh, read the news, watch the videos, all that, all that stuff. And, you know, everyone's caught up on that. So just wanted to touch on it and, you know, just wish the family well and, um, you know, hope they're doing okay. And, you know, we'll see what happens of the situation and kind of let this process play out. Um, but it's tough. I mean, you know, Brad Marchand, you know, did a great job of, answer your questions on Saturday and Jim Montgomery, uh, you know, did the same as well. I thought they handled it very well. It was, uh, Marshawn's real, uh, you know, first test at, uh, you know, something, you know, a situation like, like this, you know, an issue, um, in the locker room. And, um, I thought he handled it well. And so did Jim Montgomery, you know, um, Bergeron obviously handled that situation last year with Mitchell Miller, 
he handled it very well um, as a captain. And, you know, Marshawn did the same with this situation as well. So um, it was good to see, you know, the, the surprising thing was they had a game that night. Um, once all the news came out Saturday morning, they had a, they had a game to play against Montreal and um, we'll go over that now, you know, um, they, they rallied and they were able to, uh, you know, really get, uh, get their heads focused on the game that they had to play, you know, um, as a professional, you, you know, you do have, um, yeah, you, you gotta play the game, um, no matter what scenarios come up, um, you know, different things like that. Uh, they had a game to play and they were ready. They came out ready. Um, they had a big bad Bruins night, uh, an errors night against the Montreal Canadiens a week after they went to Montreal and, um, you know, a week after they went to Montreal and, and they ended up losing, didn't really play their best game of the year, but somehow figured out to, uh, you know, get a point out of that one in Montreal. And they had a big one against, uh, the Canadians at home at the garden, you know, with, with, uh, you know, with the big bad Bruins, uh, you know, Bobby Ord, uh, you know, Derek Sanderson, Jerry Cheevers, Phil Esposito, Johnny Busick, um, you know, all those guys here to, uh, celebrate that the big bad Bruins era, um, raise the banner, uh, raise both banners, um, you know, from that era. Um, you know, I, I think that was a really special, uh, pregame ceremony. Um, I think the Bruins have done a, a really great job with their errors night so far. And, um, all their ceremonies have been first class top notch. Um, you know, you really shout out to the Bruins and, and, and their, um, you know, their staff, um, who, who plans these events, um, you know, they, they've done a, a heck of a job so far this season. I know we still got a long way to go and there'll be more, you know, eras nights and, and more nights, um, uh, like this celebrating the Bruins history. So, um, you know, I'm really excited for more and, and, you know, to be able to see, um, you know, more nights and more celebrations and to see what they come up with. But, uh, Shout out to them. They've done again a hell of a job of uh, of these of these nights and um, all these celebrations. So it's been they they knocked it out of the park. I think on Saturday night um, with a uh, a heck of a, a heck of a ceremony. And by the way, Jerry Cheevers and Derek Sanderson that intermission was unbelievable on Nesson. I didn't. I mean, I we've seen I've seen Derek Sanderson. You know, doing you know, media hits like here and there, you know, I know, I think he was doing, uh, he's got, um, he's got a ton of, uh, history in broadcasting and so does Cheevers, but man, Cheevers personality, I have to say, um, was great. He is a funny bastard. Um, let me tell you, absolute funny bastard, a funny bastard. So, um, but, uh, yeah, hell of a, uh, uh, hell of an intermission from the two of them. Um, I can only imagine what it's like to be at a bar with them having a couple of beers. Uh, it's gotta be a good time. The stories they have, the, you know, the era that they played in was so much different than it is now. And the stories that those guys have are just un they must be unbelievable. So I'd love to have, uh, you know, an unfiltered conversation with those guys because man, they must have, uh, they must have some unbelievable, unbelievable stories. But uh, yeah, shout out to those two guys. They are Derek Sanderson and Jerry, uh, uh, Jerry Cheevers. They were unbelievable, uh, especially in the intermission. So um, nice to see them. Hopefully they're back uh, at some point uh, before the end of this year, too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the Bruins were hot off the gate. Two goal first period. 
Uh, Charlie McAvoy, Trent Frederick, um, get the boys on the board early. Um, McAvoy with the with a heck of a shot from about the top of the faceoff dot to open up the scoring. Picked his spot. Um, he's been so good. I mean, he's really he's really turned it on um, uh, again this season. I mean, he he's he's got to be a top five, top ten defenseman in this league, no doubt. Um, he's honestly, I, I, yeah, I'd have to say he's top five. He's, you know, right up there with Cal McCarr, Adam Fox, uh, Quinn Hughes. Um, he's up there with those guys. I mean, he is an un- un- unbelievable defenseman. He, he uses a lot of his physicality now. Um, you know, he had a big hit against Tampa on Monday on Tanner Janot. Um, he uses his physicality, his offense, um, his offensive skill is there his ability to move the puck. He is really a five tool guy. I mean, he, he does it all. Um, he skates well. He he's, he's, he can score goals. He can make plays. He can hit. He does it all. He really does it all. And, um, I mean, he's still only 25 or so, um, 26. Um, you know, he's still, he's the, he hasn't even really hit the prime of his career. So, only up from here for Charlie McAvoy, but just a hell of a start to this season. Um, picking up where he left off last year. Um, but yeah, shout out to Charlie McAvoy this year. He's been unbelievable. Um, and he's on a seven-game point streak right now. Uh, got another point uh, against Tampa on uh, on Monday. So he's been unbelievable um, for the Bruins this year. and As well as Freddie. Trent Frederick, uh, a big goal, and he gets a big goal in the second period. A two goal night for Trent Frederick. Um, you know that line of uh, of him, Coyle, and Van Riemsdyk has been very, very good. Um, you know, there's a reason why Monty hasn't really um, he hasn't you know gone away from that line um, just because they've been so uh, they've been so potent. Um, that's a big line, um, a lot of size. Um, you got some speed. Charlie Coyle's a good uh, a good skater. Um, Van Riemsdyk, another big body, can play in front of the net, and and Trent Frederick, another big body that provides that physical presence, and he's been he's been good. He's been uh, good. He had a really good year last year. Um, he kind of seems like he's on that same trajectory. It, it seems like it's only going up for Trent Frederick, and um, you know, I think he's finally really cementing himself as an everyday NHL player, a guy that can make an impact during the game. Um, he can provide offense now, which is great. Um, you saw it last year with his 17 goals. Um, I think his range is going to be that 15 to 20 goal range. I think he's trying to get up there again uh, this year and improve on that. But uh, he he's, again, uh, like I said, another guy that's um, really cementing himself as um, that everyday NHL player and a guy that can really make a, uh, a huge impact, um, you know, uh, during, in an NHL game, he is an impactful NHL player and he's, uh, he's been showing that, um, you know, the last couple of years. So, um, a big two goal, two goal performance for him. Um, and then JVR in the third period gets his goal. Um, again, another guy, you can't really say enough about JVR. I mean, um, he's at 13 points in 17 games this year. He's got, uh, Eight points in his last six, two goals, six assists. Um, this is a guy that's been an impactful player. Um, he's a guy that's again one of Sweeney went out and did his thing this year. 
Um, like I mentioned before in, in a previous episode, he went out and he knew, listen, I'm going to get guys that are on one-year deals, cheap contracts, you know, one-year, $1 million deals. Um, Shattenkirk signed, uh, you know, a same deal. He's provided solid, um, you know, third-pair minutes. Um, and JVR, he's provided a lot of offense. He, he does what he does. Every goal, I think, that he scored – has been right on right around the crease. That's where he that's his bread and butter. That's where he, you know, he scores his goals. He does his work that way. And um he's been very effective for this Bruins team. And again, a guy that's making, you know, very little money, a million dollars. He's already got thir- uh, 13 points this year, uh, five goals, eight assists, um, you know, eight points in his last six games. He's been hot. JVR has been hot. I think he's done a lot more than probably people expected. Um, but man, he has been a heck of a player for this team and a great bargain. I love to see the stats of, I was thinking about this earlier of guys that signed similar deals, you know, those veteran guys that signed one year deals this summer um, and kind of see comparison to where they are, you know, where they all are. Um, but I mean, yeah, a hell of a, uh, um, a hell of a year so far for for JVR. Um, he's he's just again. I feel like all these signings are that that Don Sweeney has made these veteran guys on low money deals have made big impacts. And you know, Don Sweeney's got a he 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 deserves a lot of credit. Um, I know he's a guy that's caught a lot of that's caught a lot of slack. Um, you know at times and rightfully so with some of the drafting, you know, that he's done some of the questionable decisions, but um, listen, I mean, he's a guy that he went out this summer. He didn't have a lot of money to work with, uh, but he was able to sign these veteran players, veteran guys. And um, you know, they're, they're paying dividends for this team and they're having success at, and they're, they're ballers on a budget right now. They're ballers on a budget. And Don Sweeney exemplified that this summer and it's paying big money. It's paying dividends for him right now. So uh, with JVR, with, you know, Kevin Shattenkirk, Morgan Geeky, when he comes back, um, you know, these guys have been impactful for this team. And, um, you know, you've seen it so far this year that the first, uh, you know, 17 games, they've been impactful. Um, so shout out to Don Sweeney and shout out to uh, JVR as well. Um Marshawn again, big two point night for him. Um, he's looked a lot better um, as this, you know, as you know, these first, you know, we're in the first, you know, twenty game mark. Um, he's been good. He's been really good. He's been better as of late. A, a big two point night for him. Um, you know, with that, uh, with the seven seventies game, seventies uh, team in the building, seventies era players. Um, him being the captain, I'm sure he wanted to show show up for them. Um, but uh, he had another big night uh, against a big rival, and this is a this is a uh, this is a big um, th- this is a huge huge um, a huge uh, it was a huge um, sorry it was a huge game against a uh, against a rival team in Montreal. You didn't want to lose to them two Saturdays in a row. Um, so they needed this win in a big five, two win against a team like Montreal, you know, you needed that after, after that loss last Saturday. Um, so, you know, the Bruins came out and, and they showed up and, and they did what they had to do. Uh, they took care of business at the garden 
and that place was jamming. That place was rocking, and uh, the vibes were great. You know, after a, a, a tough morning with the, with the news that came out, um, the garden was buzzing. So shout shout out to the fans, the Bruins fans that were there. The garden was rocking. I wish I was there because um, man, that was unbelievable. Um, the atmosphere. Um, so big win. The dads were in the building because they are on the dads trip. The dad strength is out. Um, they they're making the Florida trip, so they had a a big game against the Lightning. This game was whacked out. This game was on crack. Um, it was on drugs. Whatever you want to say, this te- this game was fucking unbelievable. Um, if you're a Bruins fan or you're a Lightning fan, it was a tough game to watch. Um, until overtime, if you're a Lightning fan. Um, but if you're just a casual if hockey fan or if you're a fan of another team, this was such an exciting game to watch. Back and forth, a lot of chances. Um, there was power plays, there were saves, there was goals, there was everything. Um, everything was uh th- there was everything in this game. Um, but the big news coming out of it before was Swayman got the start. Uh he started against Montreal on Saturday, um, got the start again. On uh, Monday night against Tampa, first time this year that we've seen uh, goalies make consecutive starts. Um, so uh, I know Montgomery uh, addressed after the game that it was just a maintenance thing with uh, Allmark, and um, I'm assuming he's going to be available uh, tonight against Florida um, for a big rematch uh, against the Florida Panthers, the team that knocked you out. So, um, yeah, big game against uh, Florida tonight, and um, you know, looking for uh, Olmark to be in net there. Um, but Swayman was unbelievable in this game. Uh, Forty-seven saves. Um, they end up getting the loss, but um, you know, just some points that I wanted to uh, you know kind of point out, and um, you know, some highlights from this one. Swayman again, unbelievable. Forty-seven saves. If it wasn't for him. Honestly, if he didn't make a lot of those saves, this could have been way worse for the Bruins. Wouldn't even have gotten to overtime at that point. Um, so it could have been a lot worse. And, um, you know, but uh, they get the 5-4 loss, but Swayman was huge. Absolutely big in this one. Uh, Zaka opened up the opened up the scoring. Hell of a pass from, from Pasta. Pasta to Zaka. At one point, when I when I first saw Pasta make that pass, I was like, what the hell is he doing? What kind of pass is that? And then Zaka got on his tape, boom, in. I'm like, oh, that's pretty sick, actually. A little bit of an emotional roller coaster there. But uh, Zaka opens up the scoring. Again, a guy that's been so good as of late. Um, the offense was a little dry to start the year. But, man, has he been hot lately. Um, that's 13 points in his last 12 games for Zaka. He, this guy is just he's really establishing himself as a as a legitimate top six center um or top two center in this league um you know that was the big question uh was him and coil um obviously coil um, has played center for a longer time you know zaka has been on the wing a lot in New Jersey and he played center at times last year when Krejci was out and um, but he played a lot of wing. Um, so this was the year that he was going to be uh, relied on to, um, you know, play heavy center minutes, and uh, he was able to do so. Uh, he's been able to do so so far this year. He's really hasn't, um, you know, he, he's been really really good um, in that center role. 
Um, he's been putting the offense has been coming. Um, the defensive game has been there. Um, you know, except for that last goal, you know, he had could have cleared it out, you know, but uh, you know, it was a it, w- it was a tough uh, a tough situation there. They they should have cleared it out on that last uh, Tampa goal, but anyway, he's been really good. Um, so it was nice to see him get on the board again. Pasta ties it two two, hell of a goal. The the big thing I loved in this game was that they were very um, resilient. They pushed back. Um, you know, it wasn't something where they were like, you know, they gave up a goal and then they kind of, you know, they, they very easily could have just given up in this game um, because of how difficult it was and how, you know, Tampa, you know, f- kept finding ways to to score. And um, it was just all over the place. So I could see that as a game where they, they're like, listen, we already got 13 wins on the year. You know, uh, we're 13, one and two at the time. And, uh, they easily could have just been like, all right, listen, this one, it's not our night. We'll move on to Florida, but they didn't. It was a hell of a goal from Pasta 2-2. Then Beecher comes in 3-2. Um, again, a heck of a shot from from Beecher. Um, I think he used the D as a screen. Um, and then a, a great play from Heinen to get the puck at the blue line, make that quick little pass to Beecher. Beecher gets the puck. Boom. Um Gets it, uh, gets it past uh, Jonas Johansson, three-two game Bruins. Um, then later on in the period, Tampa, Tampa ties it, three-three, and then um, with under four minutes to go, I think it was like three forty, three forty and change. Um, Coyle puts the Bruins up four-three. Again, your top two centers were huge in this one. Zaka gets the opening. Uh, Zaka gets the tying goal in the first period, make it one-one. Charlie Coyle puts them up 4-3. Charlie Coyle, again, great. He's been so, so good. His six goals on the year. Um, he's quietly projected for a 70-point season, 71, 72 points. Um, that's amazing. If you told me before the season that Charlie Coyle was going to be in the 70-point range, I would say, sign me the fuck up because that is, I mean, that's Great numbers for Charlie Coyle. Um, it's a career year for Charlie Coyle and a year that he had to have that year. You know, with him and Zaka being those one, two, that the pressure for that for for offense is gonna come through them. Like they're the top two centers. They're looked upon to provide that offense and and help the Bruins in that way and being, you know, pillars on that on that top six. Um, so the way he's performed, you can't you can't ask for anything more from what Charlie Coyle has done this year. Um, his face-off percentage is great. Um, he's still, again, he's such a prick when it comes to board battles. Um, he's able to win a, win a lot of those battles, um, keep the puck. Defensively, he's great. Um, offensively, he's been very good this year. Um, all things that you want to see from Charlie Coyle, and he's provided that for you this year. So, Shout out to him. He's been unbelievable. Um, you know, I really look forward to seeing what he's continuing to do. This is earlier in the season. Let's see, you know, after the new year, um, you know, in February, March, once you're hitting playoff, you know, you're in that playoff stride at that point. Let's see what he's able to do. But you love to see to start this year what he's been able to do. He's been excellent. Um, he's been so good. So, um, you know, Charlie Coyle. 
shout out to him. He's been unbelievable. Um, and then again, you know, Tampa ties it with five seconds left. You got to get the puck out of the zone. You have to, you have to, you have to. They had Forbert had an opportunity. Zaka had an opportunity. You got to get that puck out of the zone. If you're the Bruins, you cannot allow Tampa to hang around. When you were watching that, you just knew you almost knew it was going to happen. Um, it was one of those things where, uh, when you were watching the game and they Tampa kept hanging around in there in, in Boston's end, you were like, oh, this is going to go in. You had that feeling. You just had that feeling. And Stamkos ties it with five seconds left. And it's just like such a backbreaker. And then you almost knew in overtime that this was going to happen. Hagel gets the puck. Boom, boom, boom. It's in the back of the net. Again, not on Swayman. Swayman was unbelievable. The Bruins just very pedestrian at times in this one. Obviously, you like the resilience, but there was a lot of things they could have done differently to to help them win this game. Um, one of which was taking penalties, six penalties in this game. Um, you can't give up. You can't give a team, especially like Tampa, opportunity on the power play because the puck is going to end in the back is going to end up in the back of your net. Um, they have they have too too many good players. On that power play, they have Stamkos, they have Kucherov, they have Hedman, they have Point. It's too many, too many threats. You know, too many guys that can put the puck in the back of the net. You can't allow them that many opportunities because they're going to score. And um, you know, they they you know five goals in this game. Again, not on Swayman, but the Bruins defensively. You know, especially on that tying goal, you got to be able to get the puck out of your own end. Um, somebody was, I think it was Pete Blackburn. Somebody was saying on Twitter, it, it felt like the Anaheim game all over again. And uh, I think that was true. The Bruins have the lead late. Again, you can't allow for to give up leads late. You just you can't do it. You cannot afford to give up late leads. And, and they did it again. A, a late lead. Um, They give up. They're up 4-3. You feel like, okay, you feel good under four minutes to go. You know, defensively. Strength, tie it up, you know, uh, tighten it up defensively. You know, you know, Tampa's going to come. You know, they have the offensive firepower to do so. And you just, at, at that situation, you have to, you have to be tight defensively. When when puck is in your end, you have to be able to get the puck out of your own zone. Because if you let them hang around, they're going to score. And they eventually did. Um, and then the puck, you know, the puck ends up in the back of your net and, Boom, boom, boom. You go into overtime and, and that's it, you know? And then you got, you know, the pucks in your, you're fishing the puck out of your own, out of your net. And, um, you know, boom, you lose the game in Tampa. Um, you know, it's not the end of the world. They're 13, one and three. Um, you know, obviously a big game tonight against Florida. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but I'm sure they're going to bring their A game. Uh, I would expect a much better Bruins team uh, to come out um, in this game in Florida. Um, you know, should see Omar in the net. Uh, Swayman again, great game in Tampa. Uh, there's not much else you could ask for him, but uh, you, you'd figure Omar gets the start. Um, a big revenge game against Florida Panthers, so um, I'd expect a, a, another good performance from Omar. Um, and then one more guy. Oh, I did mention uh, McAvoy, seven game point streak. He's been unbelievable, um, obviously, but um, yeah. You're 13, one and three. You got to feel good about where you're at. 
Um, usually Thanksgiving is the measuring stick for playoff teams, and the Bruins are obviously uh, very much in that playoff picture. Um, I believe they are actually first place in the NHL as we stand now. Um, let's see. Yep, 29 points, 13-1-3. Uh, Vegas, Vancouver, right up there. Uh, the Rangers, the Kings, the Stars, the Panthers, all right within four points. Um, the top, I mean, this the NHL is tight this year, very tight through the first you know twenty games of the season. Um, you know, the Bruins are up there, Vegas is up there, Vancouver, great. Vancouver's been playing unbelievable hockey. Um, Quinn Hughes is a man possessed right now. He looks like he's absolutely running away with the Norris. Um, Rick Tockett's probably got to be up there for coach of the year at this point. Um, there's some good teams out here, man. There's some really, really good teams. Um, you know, the Bruins are going to have a good test tonight against Florida, a, a team that's up there. Um, and then a good test Friday against Detroit at home, Black Friday. And then Saturday, you get the one o'clock game against the Rangers. Um, so some, a couple of, you know, a few big tests here this week with Florida, Detroit, um, and the Rangers on Saturday, um, you know, a good three game stretch, tough three game stretch for the Bruins. So, you know, you're looking for them to bring their a game, bring their, bring their big stuff, you know, bring their big boy pants on because this is going to be big boy hockey this week. So, um, 13, one and three, again, a, a, a really infuriating, really tough loss against Tampa, a lot of self-inflicted wounds, but um, expect a much better version tonight against Florida. Um, and then uh, another couple of uh, tough games to to end the week here. So, um, again, you got to like where the Bruins are at. You know, a lot of a lot of guys are playing well. Um, you're looking for DeBrus to – he's the guy you're really looking for to, to get something going. Hopefully um, this week he can, you know, maybe against – tonight against Florida, maybe against Detroit. But – you gotta see. You gotta. You gotta try to see him break through. Um, it's been tough, but uh, you really, really would like to see him break through here. So, uh, shout out to uh, to the Bruins again. Thirteen, one and three. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot to like about this team, but um, you like to see him type tighten up in certain areas, especially with leads late. That's got to be different. That's got to change. Um, you got to be able to win games, especially against good teams when you're up uh, late in the game with, you know, especially under that under five minutes to go, you got to lead. You got to be able to close those games out and, and take those two points. The good thing is there's a lot of there's games that they haven't played well. The games that they've lost in overtime, they've been able to get it to overtime. Um, and a lot of these games they haven't played their best. So that's something you like to see, you know, even though they're not playing their best hockey. Um, they're still able to take points out, take points out of these games, and and that's what you like to see. Um, but you got to be able to you you want to get that extra point, you know, you want to get that extra point, especially when you have leads late. That's the big thing that's got to change, um, with this team so far this year, is being able to close out those games, and uh, and take that extra point because it matters down the stretch, um. You know, especially when you start getting close to playoff time and seeding and and everything, that you know those points matter. So you want to get those extra points, and um, you know, hopefully they're able to tighten things up defensively late in games. Um, but a big test this week, like I said, um, 
you got Florida, you got Detroit, you got the Rangers. All teams that, you know, are looking to make runs here. They're looking to make the playoffs, looking to go deep. So um, hopefully you're able to see some good hockey this year, this this week for the Bruins. And uh, let's go bees, baby. Let's go bees.